We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. We gonna see him soon. You feel me? <sighs> okay, welcome to another edition of the Butting Heads Podcast. Uh, I guess this week it's just butting head. It is just me today, no Johnny. Uh, just me coming in for the quick post game podcast because the Rams dropped their third straight game this time to the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau, thirty six to twenty eight. We will get you know some more in depth full podcast later in the week. Me and Johnny will be back. Uh, I'm sure Derek and Mike will be back all, as well. But this is too big of a moment in the Rams season to not come on and talk about it real quick. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on the game and we're going to go through some tweets that the community shared with us over on Twitter at talk Rams. Uh, we got a lot of replies there. I haven't read the, through them all yet. I'm going to read through them live on the pod. So hopefully the reactions will be genuine, but yeah, this is butting heads. Part of the Rams talk radio podcast network, proud part of the blue wire podcast network um, sponsored by tick pick T I C K P I C K the best place to get tickets for any sporting event. I'm not going to go tell you to watch the Rams play right now. Go watch another sport. Go watch the Lakers. Go watch the Dodgers. They're not playing. It's late. (laughs) Go watch basketball, hockey, college, whatever. USC just hired Lincoln Riley. Maybe go support that squad whenever they come back. Um, But we're here to talk about the Rams dropping their third straight game to the Green Bay Packers, 36-28. I, this game, is it's a weird one to break down because genuinely, if this game happened th- three games ago when we lost to the Titans and we came on that podcast and we had a lot of concerns, but, you know, they weren't like loud concerns because it was one game and weren't going to get ready to overreact. Had this game happened three weeks ago, you go to Lambeau, you lose to one of the best teams in the conference, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. It is not the end of the world. And it's not the end of the world right now either. But for a team that's kind of meandering, coming off 
a bad loss to the Titans and a horrible loss to the 49ers. It's a tough pill to swallow to watch this team come in and lose yet another game, a third straight game, and to make it even worse, a game that felt winnable, even though we only lost by eight points. It feels like we might as well have lost by 25. Um, but at the same time, it w- did kind of feel winnable. There were moments in this game where a more polished and a better producing Rams team would have been able to come in and grab a victory, and they just didn't. It was a, just a frustratingly lifeless performance by a lot of components of this team. To me, it starts and with the offense. It wasn't a perfect performance by the defense, but it felt like a game that certainly could have been winnable if the offense came, brought some firepower, brought some energy through the whole game and not just on selective drives. The The Rams lost the time of possession battle 40 minutes to 20 minutes. You will never win it. Like if, if you win a game with that lopsided of a TLP battle, you must have thrown 80-yard touchdowns to Van Jefferson every time you had the ball because it's just not really possible. It's extremely unlikely. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily, at least in my opinion, because the Rams were letting the Packers drive all over them. They were getting beat up by the Packers a fair amount, but it's it's the Packers, man. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's it's Devontae Adams. You can't expect your offense or your defense to come in and shut them down. But the game, the game to me was lost because the offense couldn't get it together and turn the ball over. It wasn't just. You know, there were games with Jared Goff, it was a turnover machine, but there were games where we just wouldn't move the ball, but we were at least protecting it. And at the end of the day, had chances to win somehow because our defense is playing so well. Had we protected the ball in this game, there's a good chance we win it, but we gave away 14 points straight off of turnovers. Matthew Stafford had the fumble early in the game. Green Bay scored three plays later. Uh, later on in the fourth quarter, he threw a pick six, which essentially ended the game for all effective purposes, everything after that. While it wasn't garbage time, it might as well fucking have been garbage time. Um, you're, just, you're not, you're not going to win games against good teams when your offense is playing like this. And, you know, when we played Tampa Bay earlier and the, the offense played well and we won that game, and besides that, we're one in four against teams with winning records. Uh, three out of those four losses were by 10 or more points. This one might as well, as I said before, bend by 10 or more points because it certainly felt like it was. The team is not built to come from behind. And I don't think roster-wise, like, that's not – they are built to come from behind. You have a gunsling quarterback who could air the ball deep, but for whatever reason, they never win when they're losing. Uh, obviously, it's harder to win games when you're losing, so that's part of it. But if the team's winning at halftime, you know they're going to win the game. And if they're losing at halftime, even if it's by three like it was in this game – it feels unlikely that they're going to actually win the game. The Rams in this game, in addition to the two drives that were turnovers that were short and resulted in points for the Green Bay Packers, five drives in this game resulted in five or less plays by the Rams. And those are five or less plays by the Rams where they either punted or turned the ball over on downs. They had a, fourth and two early in the game that they went for which I like that they went for it was an aggressive call but I think the right one given the who you were playing and where the game was going <laughs> they had about a couple inches to get and they didn't get it It was a blown block I think by Austin Corbett on that play to, to allow Adrian Amos to get through and grab Daryl Henderson but hey at least you tried but you know 
there was just no life from this offense. And later in the game, you know, they tried there. Later in the game, they're down what? They're down 11 points. It's 10 minutes left in the game. It's fourth and three, and, and they punt. You know, I think I, I get why you played it safe, but, I mean, come on. You finally have some momentum. Try to keep it going after that Odell touchdown, and they didn't. And a big flaw with this offense right now and how they've been performing this season is it, they, in this game, and over the last couple of weeks, I think, you guys feel free to jump down my throat if I'm wrong here, it feels like they're incapable of actually putting together drives on a consistent basis. They had one real offensive drive in this game where they went eight plays. It was only three minutes, but it was a nice quick eight play drive. They actually ran on the field, ran some plays, got some chunk plays, but scored a touchdown, 75 plays, two minutes, 53 seconds. That was late in the second quarter. Beyond that, outside of their last drive in the game where they went 11 plays over the course of three minutes, their drives just didn't exist. You know, they had the two touchdown drives where they completed giant touchdown passes. They had the 80-yard touchdown to Van Jefferson and the 54-yard touchdown to Odell. But besides that, they they weren't putting together drives. It was just they take a shot, it would work sometimes, or they would just do nothing and punt the ball. And it's just there's too much talent on this offense to, to be doing that. You need, like... It's, I think it starts with McVay. You need to come in with a better game plan. You need to come in with actual offensive drives, put drives together, score touchdowns, rather than just throwing darts and seeing what works. And a lot of it worked. And, yeah, it's great that this offense is able to get these big chunk play touchdowns like they had two of them in this game. That would have been a fucking miracle to do last year, given what our offense looked like. But you have to pair that with being able to actually move the ball down the field. And, yeah, it's great to take shots. They should continue to take shots. They're It's working in a sense, which is great. But the the offense needs to be more rounded out as a whole, and they need to be able to put drives together. I mean, look, it was tough for Green Bay in the second drive. They went eight plays and didn't even get any points. Fifteen, eight, Sorry, eight minutes, 15 plays, and punted. They said it was the longest drive of the year to result in a punt. Rams get the ball back. They fumble two plays later. Green Bay scores. Rams get the ball. Turnover on downs. Then they have another three-play drive. Then they score a touchdown. Another three-play drive. They punt. Miraculously get the ball back thanks to a Randall Cobb bobble and uh, end up getting a field goal after that. That sequence also resulted in the just absolutely fucking bananas. <laughs> Cooper Cup to Van Jefferson. Almost touchdown pass. Um, it, they, just, they need to be better, and they, they need to control the ball more. It, it, because when you're losing the time possession battle, like you're doubled. The Green Bay doubled our time of possession. It's unlikely you're going to win games. And I know there was a game this year where they got destroyed in the time the possession battle but blew out the other team. Maybe that was the Giants game. I don't, I don't remember. It's very unlikely. This is what usually happens when you lose a time possession battle by that much. <laughs> I'd love to start reading some of your guys' tweets before we get into the box score, uh, we asked everyone how we're feeling after falling to seven and four. Uh, the Carolina Ram fan tweeted us, said, Worse than I felt during the Fisher years. At least we were expected to be awful then. I'm just starting to hope for a playoff game again. Uh, we're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, so, buddy, at least we're good there. But yeah, it sucks when you have expectations because when you lose, it hurts even more. You know, if this was 2009 and we went into a game and got blown out, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're we don't care. There's, it's, life is meaningless. There's not, there's nothing to look forward to. 
it felt like we had a lot to look forward to this year, and maybe we still do. The season is not over. We are likely going to blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars next week if the season is trending the way it's been trending. Um, and we're probably going to be in the playoffs because there's no really teams below us that could catch us if we just beat the teams that we're supposed to beat down the stretch. So we'll be there, but I don't want to hobble into the playoffs watching a team that has no chance of winning and hopefully things start to change. Uh, at Scott for Walt said, I think the Rams can beat the Jaguars, although it will be close, but outside of that game, I'm not sure where they can get another victory. 49ers will be in second place in three weeks. I don't know. I don't know. You look at the Rams schedule. I mean, first of all, like I said, they're seven and four. You win three more games. You're going to make the playoffs. No questions asked. They play Jacksonville next week at Arizona, home against Seattle, at Minnesota, at Baltimore, home against the 49ers. I mean, one would think that they beat Jacksonville. They probably beat Seattle the way that team is playing. We'll see how they play tomorrow night, uh, or I guess tonight, likely when you're listening to this. And then you'd think they would win one of the Viking or 49er games, even if they lose to the Cardinals and the Ravens, which the way they're playing right now, they certainly fucking will. Um, so I don't think they're only going to beat Jacksonville. Uh, that is truly a nightmare scenario and one that will result in us finishing with a losing record, which would uh, be very hard to swallow. Dane at Yamamadamado said he's worried. Very possible they lose four of their remaining games. Playoffs may go out the window if things don't come together. I mean, like I said, even if they lose four more games, they'll finish nine and eight. And you look at the standings. Uh, I'm pulling up the playoff standings right now. It's uh, the Rams are still in fifth. 49ers are right on their tail. Vic- but after them, Vikings five and six, Falcons five and six, Saints five and six, Eagles five and seven, Carolina five and seven. You win two more games, those teams are not catching you. I would be shocked if those teams and multiple of those teams catch us because we'd have to fall out of seventh. Uh, It's possible that this team continues to lose and falls to the sixth seed. Maybe the 49ers pass us. Um, But I'm not – we're going to be in the playoffs. It would be complete – if we don't make the playoffs, you have to look – you have to make tough decisions and fire people because that would be absolutely embarrassing. Uh, cheated Jim, the all-in approach didn't work, and now the franchise really is in trouble. Time to start the discussion about possibly trading the talent and recouping some draft picks for a reboot next season. Rams have a very good chance to finish third in the NFC West. All right, let's pump the brakes, Jim. We do have a chance to finish third in the NFC West, but like we've just established, it probably still results in a playoff spot. And if you can get to the playoffs, you should do it and see what happens because – this is a team that state they beat Tampa Bay earlier in the year. They have the talent and the star power to beat anybody on every, any given night. And it's, that's what makes it so much more frustrating that they're just not doing it. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not time to blow it up and start trading these players for picks. I wouldn't say anything like that until I've I mean, at least this year and probably next year with Stafford, uh, give it a, a key, keep it going. Cause there's a lot of talent on this team. I mean, three weeks ago, we would have never said that, but a lot has changed in three weeks. I'm going to continue to read these after we get through the box score a little bit. Guys, <laughs> we do have spots of the show, and usually I would re-record um, the ad read for TickFick, but I think you'll get more enjoyment out of just hearing 
how optimistic I sounded a week ago about going into this game rather than hearing me be depressed right now. That being said, go get your takes off take pick. Here you go. Okay, guys, the Rams, they're, they're <laughs> coming out of a bye week, and they've let us down a little bit the last couple of weeks, but I'm optimistic, and I hope you are too, and as an optimistic person, I'm I'm definitely here trying to look into how I can get to some of these games, how I can see them finish out down the stretch, maybe into the playoffs, and if you're looking for Rams tickets like, like I may be, the best place to look for them is TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's the original no-fee ticket website. It's the only website you're going to need for any sports tickets, whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NBA, whether it's the NHL. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other websites charge, and that means they can guarantee you the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? You find a better price on the same seats on another ticket site, you bring them to TickPick, they'll give you 110% of the difference in your purchase price. So if, if you want to get in there, you want to get a discount, we got one for you. Head over to TickPick.com slash RTR. That's RTR. And use our promo code. Again, RTR. You're going to get $10 off your first pair of tickets using TickPick. And, you know, sports are back. Fans are back. It's a great time to get some games. So I hope you guys can get out there. And if you're trying to get a game, whether it's the Rams or anyone else, T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K, TickPick is your place to be. Avoid those hidden fees at TickPick.com. We mentioned the time of possession battle in this game it was certainly a rough one. Packers had the ball for 40 minutes. Rams had it for 20. You, you don't love to see it. Uh, Green Bay had 21 first downs in this game. Rams at 15. Packers were 7 for 19 on third down. We were 4 of 13. Packers hit both of their fourth downs. We hit one of we hit none of the ones that we attempted. Um, 300. 99 total yards for the Packers, 353 for us. We averaged 5.8 yards per play. They averaged 5.1, which makes sense considering uh, we ran less plays and had bigger chunk plays. 285 net passing yards for the Rams, 307 for the Packers, 68 rushing yards for the Rams. I'm sure people are going to love that. 92 for the Packers. Uh, four penalties for 30 yards for the Rams in this game. And three turnovers. And boy, were those turnovers costly. We had the two staffer turnovers, as previously mentioned. And, of course, we had the J.J. Koski <laughs> punt mishap. I mean, my God, guys. Just, just when you think it can't get any worse at the punt returner position, lo and behold, it can. And J.J. Koski, who looked okay last week returning punts, looked like he was uh, seeing ghosts in this game. I mean, uh, the muff punt, it looks like he looked like he was trying everything. Or not a muff punt. He fumbled on a punt. Looked like he was trying everything that he'd do in his power to protect the ball and still didn't. Uh, and then bobbled a kick return about, uh, the next time he returned a kick. Didn't fumble that one, but it's just... They're incapable of, I don't know what it is. This is a team that under John Fossil had Farrell Cooper as an all-pro punt returner, a guy who hasn't really looked that great as a punt returner since that year. And look at the guys we've had since. I mean, JoJo Natson was all right. Simo Webster was worse. But, God, I would love both of those guys back compared to what we're dealing with now. I mean, 
Cooper Cup, they say he's a sure-handed guy, and I mean, I guess he is, but he's a horrible decision maker as a punt returner. He's not good once he has the ball punt returning, and he's our best fucking player on offense. So why you would have this guy out there fielding punts is beyond me, but clearly there are no other fucking options on the team because it just gets worse and worse with every player we throw out there. And Cup in this one, there was a punt that he should have been able to field. He wasn't able to. I couldn't tell if he either decided that he shouldn't field it or he just couldn't get to the ball right. Either way is unacceptable. Ball hits the ground, gives the Packers a nice roll to the one-yard line where they field it easily. Just costly decisions on special teams that don't need to be happening. It's such a disaster. We fired our special teams coordinator after last year because problems like this, and nothing has changed. Uh, less need. Stan Kroenke, pull together every fucking penny in your bank account and just throw it at John Fossil to come back because this is just unbelievable. It, when your kicker is money, as Matt Gay has been this year, we shouldn't be talking about special teams as much. But here we are because it's such a disaster. And, I, I mean, Johnny Hecker has been terrible, too. Uh, continue to be bad in this game. We did get the fumble on a uh, Randall Cobb muff punt, too. Which, shout out to Robert Rochelle. That was a great play. And basically the only positive thing that happened on special teams in this game. What a fucking nightmare. What a fucking nightmare. I'm sure Johnny and I will talk about that at length later in the week. Um, Looking at the individual stats in this game. Matthew Stafford, 21-38, 302 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, sacked twice. Really positive rating, 96.6. But... Still got to be better. Still got to be cleaner. He's got to clean up those turnovers. Uh, he missed a decent amount of receivers in this game. I mean, with Odell, it's it's gonna it's gonna take time. And he did have some drops, which he have been happening, which is frustrating. But you can't turn the ball over like he's been turning it over, man. And he's just got to be a little sharper on some of these short routes. It's great that we can hit the long ball. That was something that we didn't have in our arsenal last year, but. Got, got to be sharper for us to, to win games. And, and the offense, as we talked about as a whole, just needs to be better, man. It needs to be better. And Rodgers in this game, 28 to 45, 307 yards. Um, sacked once on a boy. What a fucking play by Greg Gaines on that sack, man. Uh, that felt like it kept us in the game. It was third down. Guy dives at it and makes a great play. I didn't know Greg Gaines added it, man. It was awesome to see. Um, but. Rodgers did what he needed to do in this game. And I don't think <laughs> there's one player in particular, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you know I will be talking about shortly. But in coverage against Rodgers and against receiving core, Adams in this game was 8 for 104. Um, Cobb was 4 for 95 and a touchdown. I mean, that big play was was tough. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 4 catches for 50 yards. It seemed like... They did kind of figure it out as the game went along. There was like the cop play was frustrating. Um, the Adam play was frustrating, and any time Troy Reader was in coverage, it was frustrating. But it felt like early on, Darius Williams was getting beat a bit, and uh, Dante Down was getting beat a lot. And Taylor Rapp got abused. Then that didn't stop. Um, but it felt like those two, Williams and Dan in particular, got better as the game went on. Um, obviously Adams is, you know, you try your best to stop him, but that guy's unstoppable for a reason. There, the secondary is not perfect. And I feel like you can still win with this unit because you have Jalen Ramsey there. 
And I mean, Jordan Fuller's been getting, he, he's, I felt like he had a pretty good game, but you got to scheme around the limitations of guys like Taylor Rapp and coverage who, who was bad in this game and got abused and guys like, uh, um, fuck. <laughs> Dante Dayon and you shouldn't have to scheme around Darius Williams. He needs to be better. And I think he did improve during this game. He did make some big plays. Uh, there was some single one-on-one coverage that Rogers tried to take advantage of him on and, and Darius made some great plays. So I think he was a pretty encouraging bright spot in a sea of blemishes in this game. Um, Dayon is Dayon, man. He, you know what you have there. This is a guy who's floated around practice squads and rosters for a reason. He, but he, he's giving you what you should be expecting from a player of his caliber. It could be worse as we've seen, but the other guys need to play really well for them to, you know, be able to succeed with him out there. And, and he, listen for, for Dante day on his expectations, he was fine in this game. Now, we talk about the the players that you should be able to scheme around. The big problem in this game defensively was our guy Troy Reader just absolutely fucking used and abused all over the team, field. He did lead the team in tackles with 13. He had six solo tackles. I think a lot of that was because he was just getting targeted, and a lot of those tackles came on him making tackles of plays that he blew. <sighs> Wait. There was a play in the, I think it was the fourth quarter, where he absolutely blew up A.J. Dillon on a tackle for loss. I mean, rocked this guy's world. And Troy Aikman, like, took a pause and he goes, I think it's the best play Troy has made all night. Yeah, no shit, no shit, Troy. Uh, it's because it was the only play he made all night. Because every other play was him getting ravaged and abused by Aaron Rodgers. All of us were quick to point out early on in the game where there was a play where he was guarding Devontae Adams. And uh, obviously, Adams made the play. And to the Rams' credit, I don't think that happened again for the rest of the game. But good Lord, anytime this guy was in coverage, he was just getting torched. Uh, In the red zone, they were running that slant route that they uh, talked about a bunch. He was usually the guy in the middle of the field not making the plays, along with Taylor Rapp a couple times. Uh, They were the, the, I don't know, just just bad. I, I add a loss for jokes tonight, guys. Um, we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just when you trade Kenny Young, their best linebacker, who wasn't even that fucking good to begin with, and now you have to rely on Troy Reed or Ernest Jones, and to their credit, Jones has played fairly well. Um, I don't think he was a huge blemish on this game. I 
it was clear they were they were going after the other inside linebacker and Reader, but now you have to rely on Reader. And yeah, the Kenny Young trade, it led to the Von Miller trade, kind of, and it also allowed them to have the cap space to get Odell, but I think they could have done both of those things without giving away Kenny Young. It's just, this is what you're stuck with now. There's nobody out there you can go get. Uh, inside linebackers don't grow on trees. Like the, the Rams apparently think they have a garden of inside linebackers that they can just put in your salads. But guess what, man? The the, the lettuce is rotten. Uh, this is not working. Ernest Jones, you, you invested in that position a little bit. Hopefully he works out. You can buy the guy you want him to be. But they need to take this position more seriously because this has been a huge problem since Corey Littleton left. This is the guy they chose to replace him, apparently. And it's just been a fucking disaster of the highest proportions. There's nothing the guy is doing out there that justifies him being on the field. He's missing. He had that tackle on AJ Dillon. Sure, he's also missing tackles on him in the open field. And if you're going to have him out there on so many downs where there's pass coverage, he can't just be a complete turnstile, okay? This isn't the NBA where you could have Trey Young out there who's just going to give up points on defense, but he's scoring you points every time. Trey Ritter is not providing you any value. And so what are we doing here? What are we doing? Uh, people have mentioned putting Terrell Burgess out there at safety and letting Taylor Rapp kind of go back to that third safety role that he played um, next to Ernest Jones, kind of replacing Trey Reader. Sure, if that's what you think can work, do it. But don't do this. It's not fucking working. It's not fucking working. Uh, other players that we didn't touch on in this box score, I mean, we didn't even talk about the Rams offensive side of the ball. Uh, Daryl Henderson went 16 for 55. He played all right. Uh, he had a really nice touchdown catch. It was a great pass by Stafford. You got to give him credit there. Uh, it was a really, really nice ball. Uh, threaded the needle there. Cooper Cup, seven catches for 96 yards. It took him a while to get going, but once he did, he was solid. Um, Van Jefferson, three catches for 93 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. Uh, Van simultaneously was great and horrible in this game. That touchdown was fucking incredible. Um, and he also had a almost had a second insane one on the Cooper Cup pass, which... I'm going to save the discussion of that play for later in the week uh, because this is a shorter podcast and I'd love to, to bat that around with Johnny. But Van dropped a decent amount of balls. There were some that were tougher plays, but he still should be able to come up with. He got hit in the head on a pass, which, like, I, I don't care if the throw is off. If you get beamed in the face, that's on you, brother. Uh, do better. I think we'll do better. I think he's a good player. I, I have faith. Odell Beckham, five catches for 81 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. The touchdown was great. It was a great throw, great catch, great great play call. Love it to dial that up. Love that it worked. Um, Odell was a warrior in this game, man. Clearly he was hobbled by that back issue. Still taking time to you know, get it together with Matthew Stafford and their connection, but I think they will. It's going to take time. The loss of Robert Woods is clearly felt on this offense, um, but I think once Beckham gets adjusted there, it won't be felt as much. And shout out to Troy Aikman in this game, who, in his effort to praise Robert Woods, called him one of the three best receivers in the NFL, which is just not true. I mean, we could praise these guys all we want, but there were two players on the field tonight better than Robert Woods. So then you just have to find one more player. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, we're done. Uh, that was stupid. <laughs> Other guys, I mean, on defense in this game, Greg Gaines had the sack. Von Miller, five tackles, three solo tackles, one tackle for loss. 
like Beckham, man, it's going to take a little time, but he started to come into his own late in this game. He did have an absolute boneheaded penalty. Um, roughing the passer called on him. It was the correct call. That was just silly. Uh, you got to be better than that when you're a Hall of Fame player of his caliber. Aaron Donald, six tackles, three solo tackles. Choked a dude. You don't love to see it. Um, I don't know how nothing got called on that. He needs to get his shit together too, man. I mean, those two players should not be making potentially costly mistakes. They didn't call anything on Aaron Donald, but come on, man. You're better than that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back and read through some of these tweets. Let's see what the people are saying. Uh, Fred Mitchell at Go Rams Pa. In three weeks, the Rams Super Bowl plans have changed from win now to hurry up and wait. Uh, <laughs> God damn. You know, it was nice to see kind of the return of just salty ass, pissed off, fed up with their fucking team Rams Twitter tonight. As much as I hate watching the team lose, and I'd rather they just like 10-0 and and never lose, <laughs> it, it does. It, it takes me back, man. It gets me a little nostalgic for what this team used to be. Uh, Witty Designer said, 13-4 and four season isn't happening. 9-8 and eight is still on the table, though. I don't think that'll, play, that'll get us a playoff berth. I think it will. Uh, for a star-studded defense, they kind of stink. Probably should have kept Kenny Young. This Miller guy doesn't seem to be helping things. I mean, it's a little too soon to just say that he's not helping the team. Okay, let's, let's pump the brakes there. It, it, it's... Yeah, like, if the team sucks like this, and that trade was horrible because you gave up your second and third round picks in next year's draft to get a player to help you win now, and they're not winning. Um, I don't blame Von Miller for that, though. I agree they should have kept Kenny Young, as I said earlier. Uh, give give Miller some time. I think he started to come into his own in this game. I think he's going to have a big impact second half of the year, but the rest of the team needs to also have a big impact. The star set of defense are surrounded by a lot of Jags and guys that maybe shouldn't be out there on the field, as we just talked about at length. Phil uh, <laughs> Ortiz, Phil is extra salty on Twitter in this game. Said McVay out and the whole damn coaching staff. Rams need to rebuild from top to bottom. You don't win championships with stars. You win them as a team with defense and a solid offense. Rams don't have that. I'm sorry. Teams have figured out. have figured out the boy wonder. Um, I think it's too early to call for McVay's job. Gave it till the end of the year, and I think it – call call me again in a month, but I don't think I'm going to be ready to say McVay needs to go. He's done a lot more good than harm here with this franchise. That being said, yeah, the team has been shaky the last couple of games, and, you know, Jared Goff was a big scapegoat of this team's failures last year. He's not there anymore, so you have to find another excuse, I guess, and – the, the seat's getting a little hotter on Sean. I don't think it's time to really consider a coaching change, but we're having the conversation, and, you know, that's a lot – that's shocking. That's shocking to me at this point in the year that we're still having – we're actually having the conversation. I think the blueprint has kind of – like the Packers and the 49ers the last two weeks, they just had these plotting long drives, and that did it in. The, the Rams went – if you build a lead on them, apparently they're not built to to come from behind. It, it's just it's it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Uh, at Hazel Eyes Mikel said, "Fire Morris would help a lot." <sighs> I don't know. Um, I think McVeigh has more say on defense than 
we think, especially considering that Moritz isn't running his usual defensive scheme. I don't put this loss on him personally. I, it's, he didn't make the decision to not to trade Kenny Young. I'm sure it, he didn't make the decision to not bring in other inside linebacker help. Um, he didn't make the decision to not resign Troy Hill or John Johnson. I mean, this is the team, and this is where we are, and they're not as good of a defense as last year. Part of it is on him. Yeah, he's not Brandon Staley, but also the units for us. I mean, now we have Von Miller in. Should hopefully get better. But I don't know. I mean, for who we were playing in this game, I don't think the defense was the problem, guys, honestly. Uh, I, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Johnny will come in here and tell me I'm wrong in two days. Uh, at Vegas guy 391 Angelo just posted a gif of somebody falling down the stairs. Yeah, I hear you, buddy. Uh, Eric Dreyer says some 7 and 9 bullshit. Ugh, God. Fuck, man. Uh, Javante Day, we have no depth on offense. The fact that we need the likes of Johnny Munt, Josh Reynolds, and Gam Akers is extremely sad, especially from an offensive coach like McVay. This guy this is on brand for the pod, Javante. Uh, plus, right now, I, I would sit Stafford or go back to the Goff plan, make it simple because Stafford looks rough. Hey, we're not sitting Stafford, okay? Uh, it's relaxed there. This is the guy we invested in. He's better than John Wolford. Um, maybe there are components of the Goff game plan that we could bring back because it's a little too um, shoot for the stars right now, and, and as I spoke about earlier. So it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Christian, Medina, Rams are figured out. One-dimensional offense, yeah. Things need to change in offense. Have we traded for older Jared Goff ass at Breda 2? No, we haven't. Okay, you saw two fifty. You saw two bomb touchdowns in this game that Goff hadn't been able to do the previous two years. He's also bad. Um, <laughs> Tim Boyle made him look pretty good last week, but he, he, we, we have a better quarterback. We're in a better place. Was it worth giving up two first-round picks to get to this place? I think it's it, the swing was the correct move, but the results haven't been there. Sick Nine Lake Show said, we fell off big time. We are frauds. Yeah, we are fucking frauds right now. We're a paper tiger. We have a lot of star power. We have a lot of names, and we're one in four against teams with winning records. So, t- stranger things have happened. The team has enough talent to compete in January, but they don't look like they're going to. Reason the Lions have been horrible. Stafford sucks, says Jamie Sharp. Uh, I disagree. Disagree completely. I don't know. I the Lions were bad, and they're worse now without him. So, like, I don't. That's not. I disagree with that take. But hey, yeah, I think the moral of this podcast is things need to get better. This was rough. Rough sledding. Um. I mean, Christ, man. God. That sucked. Uh, I mean, before I wrap up officiating in this game, not the best, but you know where I stand. I'm blaming the officials. The Buddy Howell offsides on the punt call was weird. Like, it's just, he was he was barely offsides, and I mean, I feel like those kind of calls, it's like, it's like how people complain about the in the NBA they don't call traveling. And it's because, like, if it's a play that might have been traveling, it doesn't really matter. These guys are in the NBA. You you get stricter on calling travels in, like, middle school basketball because the players need to learn not to do it. And when you're at this level, it's kind of silly to call a lot of them. And I felt similar in this situation. It's like his hand is barely offsides, okay? I mean, 
does he have an advantage there? No. Like, I, that one was weird. Not nearly a reason why we lost the game. If anything, Stafford probably would have thrown an interception. I don't fucking know, man. Uh, the Stafford pick six was bad. It was really bad. Uh, I know Nick of the Ram brothers was frothing at the mouth for one of those to happen. Sure, he would have wished it didn't, but <laughs> shit, man. Uh, okay, well, we've lost three games. I just rambled for 35 minutes about this game, so thank you for listening. If you are still, uh, you guys are the real ones. Be sure to follow our show on Twitter, at TalkGrams. Follow me, at Steve Ribeiro, and Johnny and I will be back end of the week to fucking relive this nightmare great thanks guys